I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Movie Show. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then, relished by the wisest men. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Doug Wright. Pain went to my head. Very intoxicating. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You know, that's a pretty unique opening to the movie show. You know, ever since we've been flush with money and we had like $79 flow in, <laughs> it has been incredible what we've been able to do with that vast sum of money. I mean, new promos, all kinds of things. Well, that creepy open kind of reminded me of. Creepy open? Well, that <laughs> kind of reminded me of Bo is. Uh, oh, Bo is afraid. Is afraid. We are going to talk about a movie that is truly unique. I tried so hard. Well, you know, I was sitting, when, when you kind of broke the news, you know, because I, I, that it was going to be three hours, I went, this better be good for three hours. <laughs> and, you know, well, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about Bo is Afraid. And uh, you remember, Better the, tread lightly, 74%. Oh, 74 Well, it's like we, you predicted, and I agreed. You know, the cadre of critics, you know, and, and not only ours here in Utah, but elsewhere, they're just going to go, oh, this was Actually, so amazing. I heard one say, where do I go to get my three hours back? Ooh, good. One, one of our? No, one of, yeah, one of our <laughs> new kids one, on one the our, block. One of the new kids on the block. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is one of those that everybody's just going to be either euphoric or over, you know, if they're one of the more enlightened critics, you know, the, where we mere mortals and little people don't understand the nuance, you know, that type of thing. But I, I will be very interested to see for those who are actually brave enough to carve out the bucks that it takes to go see the movie and the treats and everything else. And then, you know, pay for the movie tickets and then walk out after three hours hours of your life has been sucked into a black hole. I'm really interested to see what people are going to say about it. I think it'll all pivot on Joaquin Phoenix. If you are a fan of his and you'll go to the ends of the earth, this is your test. Well, you know, here's, here's the interesting thing. Was he fabulous in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. But was the movie fabulous? No. Yeah. It was terrible. Basically, a director told him to do, this is what you, you, well, either that or said, you have to do it this way. And he said, okay. Yeah, whatever. He How did much everything. I mean, it was unbelievable. Oh, it was, yeah. Unbelievable is a good word. So 
Uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. That is the big movie of the week. Chevalier, is that how you Chevalier, yeah. Chevalier, yeah. like Maurice. Well, yeah, except that it's a title in France yeah. for like a superstar. You know, I always remember Woody Allen's thing. He said, I just cannot believe in reincarnation. If reincarnation is there, I'm going to have to watch Maurice Chevalier again and go to the ice capades. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I just can't do it again. I can't do it. Uh, so, uh, To Catch a Killer, I saw that. Oh, good. I like that Actually, movie. that was, you know what it reminded me of? It what? kind of was a uh, um, Silence of the Lambs. Kind yeah, of a, a little bit. A poor little man's bit without, silence. Without the real, you know, like Sharpie, yeah. you know, he puts the lotion on. We, yeah. don't, we don't get that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else have we got here. And uh, Ghosted, Somewhere in Queens. I saw that. By the way, Ghosted is really good. Is it? You know, I, it, it, I I should claim that I saw this either right before or right after I watched the Bo is Afraid. Well, anything would be good after that. Well, I know. So it might have been a little tainted. I was having so much fun watching these two beautiful people going, you know, spying and doing cool things. I thought, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I didn't know Adam Driver was in it. Well, yeah. Because he's such a beautiful man, as he you is a beautiful say. man. He is in my movie news, a <laughs> wise guy. Okay, and Evil Dead Rise. Well, too yeah. bad we can't put in a call to Bruce Campbell and see what he thinks about it. He's not in it. I know, but you know what does he think about it? Is oh, what? well, he's going to try to support it so they can get another one. So they can get another one. Uh, streaming. We're going to talk about the Diplomat, uh, Mrs. Davis, and much more. What else have we got today? We we have got a rendition of Telephone Torture. That I am excited about. You know, last year, last year, <laughs> last week was fun. You know, because we had the big Western movie. I themes. love that. That was good. And you know, some of them I'm just going, and especially when we had Liberty Valance. You know, and, <laughs> and you know, the man we, who shot uh, the man who shot and uh, uh, you know, poor was, guy. He was, he was hanging know. on. He was trying. He, to he was hanging on, trying to come through, but. Anyway, so uh, telephone torture with fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. Remember when we were uh, doing the Sundance stuff and we talked with John Nane, uh, or Nine, I think is how you actually pronounce it, senior programmer, Sundance Film Festival, and he just kind of dropped, and I read in some of the propaganda that I got, that, uh, you know, they uh, restore films and they have kind of oh. classic things going on. And I said, oh, we've got to get you back because any organization that is saving cinema and restoring film. You bet. I mean, you're good with me. And so I wanted to get more. And then he also said that uh, he wants to talk a little bit about the collection section of the festival program. So that'll be interesting. Didn't you know we had one. From the collection. So you see the collector? Ooh, I hope not in that sense. Let's see. What else have we got going on? Uh, the movie show Top Ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services. By the way, this uh, preview. And I didn't even get the preview intro here. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, after the big bucks, I think this one cost us, you know, six fifty four dollars and eighty nine cents. Well, here let's let's play the opening because I mean, when you put out that kind of money. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The like, movie show special feature. Uh, it's like where you see the ending and then it goes back. Well, and maybe tells we it could. Yeah, we're 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 doing what a great you know director would do. We're just messing with you. <laughs> is is basically it, and then calling it great. By the way, the tumbleweed festival gets gets underway. Yeah, that's this week. fun. That's fun. Yeah. It's not in Bicknell, is it? Uh, no, it's no. I know. Uh, West Jordan. Remember when Bicknell tried to come up with the film festival? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I wish that had taken off. Canab put a good shot on it too. Well, they they're having one right now. Canab yeah. is. I know, but you know, it was supposed to be like the 
really grow into something oh, that yeah. was just incredible. I mean, when they had the Howard Koch there and yeah. everything else. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that we'll talk cool. tumbleweeds coming up as well. And let's see, I, th- I think we've kind of hit the highlights of the movie show. You know, I mean, we could go on and on and on for hours talking about the highlights of the movie show. Really? No. And now- it's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Movie Review. Doug and Steve tell you everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. Okay, and the big movie of the week, the review is sponsored by Paris RV. Well, when I drive past their place down there south, you know, coming back from Eureka on I-15 there yeah, on the east side of the they road. they got a bunch. Holy cow. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the review. Okay, Stephen. Sir. I did not see Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. You did. So this is all on your shoulders. Let's get a soundbite on Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Why well, he wants his job. I need the money. Don't disappoint. Turn out to be a pain. No, not me, sir. Stop the vehicle, Sergeant. We don't want to go down this road. You're out of your bounds, Ahmed. You're here to translate. Actually, I'm here to interpret. John, you have tellies approaching. Okay. So you got to love this little platoon because uh, Ahmed, who he's from Afghanistan, he actually used to be kind of a gangster. Really? But now, you know, that, that kind of dried up, so he has to work for the U.S. government. And... So is that a He's step up or down? I mean, what do you say? I think a lateral move. A lateral move. Okay. But he's very common sense. He knows the country. And when they're about to do something, he goes, I don't know why you guys keep knocking on these doors of regular people looking for guns. Your in- intel is all screwed up. And these people don't have anything. And sure enough, they don't. He goes, you really want to do some, you know, do a, make a difference here? Let me help you. Yeah. And so he, they find out where some huge caches of weapons are and but it you know with that much uh, that much weaponry you're going to also draw attention from the people who are trying to protect it yeah no kidding so uh wow this gets super crazy and th- they go on for a while until at one point um the, the Jake Gyllenhaal who is the the uh, he's the sergeant uh he gets you know taken out and Ahmed is the one who drags him for miles and miles on a you know how the the Indians have to oh, yeah. the stick thing and they sure. pull him along oh actually this was like a handcart kind of situation but uh, you know he kept protecting him he kept him covered wow and for miles and and then finally when the war was over John got to come home uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character but Ahmed you know they're supposed to the deal was you come work for us we will give you a visa so you can come to the States. There are like 50,000 interpreters that wow. are still over there, including, well, in this case, Ahmed. And so Jake Gyllenhaal gets home and he realizes, you know, there's a bounty on this guy's head now. Ahmed is like prime, you know, public enemy number yes, one. persona non grata. Because yeah. the, the Taliban took over a month after everybody left. Right, right. So, I mean, they're looking for him like hard. And so... Jake Gyllenhaal can't sleep at night. He tells his wife. She finally goes, go back and get his family and him out of there. Yeah. So this is this movie. 
Wow. And it is good. It does sound good. It's a little gung-ho towards the end, but yeah. it's, I mean, you feel for Ahmed, his family, uh, Jake and his family, and that's really well done. I like this movie quite a bit. So what's the grade? Uh, it's a B plus. A B plus? Yeah. And wow. it is uh, rated R for the R. violence. Yeah. 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 Okay. And this is uh, in theaters. In wide release. Everywhere. This, this is the widest release. Well, maybe except for the Evil Dead Rises movie. <laughs> well, you know, when when you have that kind of a movie, yeah, you just have to cash in on it, especially well, the first one. Of course, horror movies are always kind of bulletproof anyway. So they, yeah, they are. Okay, so again, the title is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. The reason, because there's another movie called The Covenant, I think. I hope it's not a Tyler Perry thing that he's doing here, but... Yeah, okay. Like, it's my covenant. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, it's time for movie news. Not just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news. Action. On the KSL Movie Show. Okay. Movie news. Here we go. Courtney Vance is going to play Cobra Bubbles in Disney's Little <laughs> Stitch. It's a remake, and uh, the cast of uh, the live-action remake is coming together now. Courtney B. Vance, and, you know, remember in the animated movie of years ago, Ving Rhames uh, did the voice okay. on that. And then they're putting together other things, and, uh, of course, Bubbles is a former CIA agent who works as a social worker assigned to determine if uh, Lilo's older sister, Nani is uh, adequately able to take care of her. Remember, that was kind of the plot line. So things are coming together. It's unclear just how much of the remake will actually resemble the animated movie that we all liked. So we'll see what happens on that. We're keeping an eye on it. And there is absolutely no ring or speculation at all on what the date might be. So that's coming up. And by the way, though, Zach Galifianakis famous for Between Two Ferns and more. We'll be back as one of the characters. So oh, nice. There you go. Well, tar, tall, dark, and handsome, Adam Driver. <laughs> that beautiful man. Is reportedly in Steve talks sales. to join the Marvel. The comic Marvel. Universe. Remember, he played Kylo Ren in Star Wars. Well, yeah. specifically, he is expected to star in the Fantastic Four reboot. They keep trying to drag oh, this thing Fantastic out. Fantastic Four. And a reliable insider says he will be playing Reed Richards, the stretchy arm dude. Yeah. Uh, and it should begin filming in early 2024. Wow. Okay. Fast X director, facts, you know, Fast 10, uh, Louis Leterrier, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, will not abandon his newfound family because he's going to be back for 11. Wait a minute. I thought that. X was the end. And, I know, and, I know. And. Are you kidding me? And now they're saying, though, this is the end. Both of them are going to be the end. Sure. I know. What can you say? Fast X and Fast and Furious 11, all set to wrap up the hugely popular action franchise. You do wonder, how long is this thing going to go on? Fast X is scheduled to be released in the U.S. of A. on May 19th of this year. So it's around the corner, about a month away. Brian Cranston yes. and Allison Janney Ooh. are set to star in Everything's Going to Be Great. And it'll be directed by John Baird, who recently gave us Tetris, which was a great movie, and Stan and Ollie, which also was a great movie. That was a good movie. It's about a family that moves from state to state dealing with loss and struggles with identity, all while performing in regional theaters. Really? Yeah. Wow. So everything's going to be great. <laughs> 
And by the way, Brian Cranston says he wants to do a Broadway musical. Really? Yeah. He's he like, is an amazingly talented he, actor. And a funny, super funny dude. He, he really is funny. You see him in a comedy, and then you see him in the heavy-duty stuff, yeah. and you go, wow, this guy's got a range. Okay. Anticipation continues, Stephen, to grow for The Flash. Finally coming to theaters this summer after some delays. Ezra Miller, front and center, as the multiple versions of Barry Allen and the inclusion of multiple returning Batman has certainly added to the fan excitement because we're going to have several. Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck are going to be back as their various renditions of The Dark Knight. So okay. uh, the new teaser trailer is out for the film where you can actually catch some glimpses. The Flash will be premiering in movie theaters June 16th of 2023, following a premiere screening at CinemaCon on April 25th. Just days away. Yep. The Writers Guild of America's members have overwhelmingly agreed to go on strike. Ooh. Nearly 98% voted to go on strike unless a new deal is worked out before May 1st. That's when the contract expires. And if they don't produce and they go on strike, this could be devastating for a multitude of studio projects. But think of the opportunities, all those scripts that you've been writing that are upstairs where the raccoons used to be. (laughs) Well, they've eaten them all, so that (laughs) didn't help at all. Dust those off and ship them off. I got one more thing for you. One more thing. Al Pacino was offered a role in a movie with lots of money, turned it down, and the role was for the character of, you're not going to believe this, Han Solo. No. Yeah. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> Ooh-ah. Can you Never am- tell me the odds, kid. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I just can thought. Can you just see him there in front of Jabba, you know? <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> oh. oh, man. He goes, you're welcome, Harrison Ford. Boy, no like, kidding. You know, that's what kind of jerk. Sometimes he can be kind of a. You know, as a matter of fact, the reason I'm so up to speed on, you know, say hello to my little friend is because that was <laughs> you one. Scarface? That's one of the sound bites that oh. I considered for the telephone torture segment. Oh, well, but would... I thought, yeah, our people aren't warped and twisted enough to really. To see Scarface? <laughs> no, they probably did. They love the chainsaw scene. The one they the will get. Oh, I've, I've got some good ones today. I've seen the list. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, did Gustavo spill the beans? Well, he started sending me the rundown so I actually know what's going Why? on in this show. Why? <laughs> Just for fun. And Gustavo, for- haven't I told you, never let Steve know more than he absolutely has to know? Yeah, this Renfield nonsense is over. <laughs> <laughs> the Renfield nonsense. So anyway, telephone torture is going to be a, I'll use the term. Barn burner? A blast. Oh. A little blast from the past there. All right, it is 949. Let's take a break. Much more coming up here on the movie show at KSL News Radio. But I do. I'm I'm obligated now by law, I was informed, to uh to let's see where where is it? I've had this big build up. Our- I've got to turn. Yeah, we're we're promoting something here. The KSL text line, Stephen, yes. is what we're promoting. Oh. Five seven five Zero zero. That's KSL zero zero. Steve and I represent the two zeros there. The others KSL. Uh, join the movie show club. Say, I told you the day would come. You know the pandemic kind of dealt us a blow here. Yeah. But the day would come when there would be the rising 
of the sun again. The Phoenix. On the movie show Club. You can uh, become a member, and you're going to want to become a member by texting the word MOVIE to the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. And let's put it this way. You want to see one of the biggest movies anticipated for the summer and pre-summer season? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're not going to tell them about it? You want to be, well, it has something to do with, uh, you know, Groot, has something to do Ooh. with uh, Rocket, has something to do with, you know, some... Gamora. Yeah. Green. Star-Lord. Star, oh, I love Star-Lord. <laughs> Name really never kind of caught on. <laughs> Only to him. Only to him. But uh, anyway, just a, a little teaser there. You would be wise. It would be, you have chosen you. wisely. If you become a member of the Movie Show Club. And again, text the word movie. And for our listeners, I'll spell it for you. M-O-V. M-O-V-Y. No, it's M-O-V-I-E. <laughs> Got Steve's attention there. Text movie to the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. We probably ought to review us. What's a little movie we could take care of here before we hit the top oh, of the hour? We could do the um, uh, Somewhere in Queens. Yeah, Somewhere in Queens. Okay, here we go. Your kid, he had a good game. Where's he going to college? No, he's coming to work for us. Family business, construction. I'm a scout. If you want me to make a few phone calls, there might be a hole here or there. Some of those holes have scholarships. You know, I, I love this story about the Russo family, their construction family. Oh, you, you family. said this one. That's yeah, right. Okay. Ray Romano is is kind of a reluctant member of the, you know, he's he's just kind of wished that maybe he's doing okay with the family He's the business. older brother. I don't get why he's sublic. But his dad and his brothers and, you know, their their kids are all involved. He's got a kid. And at first we go, is there something wrong with this kid? Yeah, I but, thought he was on the spectrum. Yeah, and you kind of go, what's going on? But all of a sudden they find out that and they're all worried about him. Everybody's worried about this kid. But he's got this bouncy, wonderful, cute little girlfriend they find out about. And they go, well, something's going along with this kid. Plus, he's a great basketball player. Yeah. And that's where Ray Romano kind of sees a future for him. But is it a future for him or fulfilling what dad would? Wished he had done. That's a good point. And so watching this unfold and what happens and what happens, you know, we've all been in at least, I don't know about you, but I've been in this position where especially at a young age and you get dumped and everything. That first love heartbreak. Oh, your, your life has come to an end. And Ray Romano is so concerned whether this kid's going to make it for a tryout and whether he's going to be able to go to college. Watching the interaction of the family around the dinner table, and they're all there. Oh, I, every you know? Sunday, yeah. And, you know, in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of, of the Green Book. And one of the guys was one of the brother-in-laws in the Green Book, oh, yeah. where they're all sitting around passing around all the Italian dishes and everything else. And yeah. they're just loving one another and taking each other apart. I have to admit, I enjoyed this movie. It's not fabulous, but it, it's a B movie for me. It's a three-star movie. And I also liked Laurie Metcalf, who oh, played his wife. Great. She was as ornery as could be, she but was, when you find out why, that's right. then it sort of comes to, you yeah. know, you understand. Yeah. It, it's a very simple movie about a simple family, and yeah. yet there's a lot going on there. And that's what I love about it. I mean, you know these people. Yeah. You know, whether yours is an Italian, maybe yours is a Jewish family, a Latter-day Saint family, a Catholic family, you know. We, we've, we've all seen that. I just used religion there for kind of the culture aspect sure. of it. Yeah. But, you know, you relate to it. You really do. So what's, what's your grade, uh, My grade is a B. Uh, 
don't tell me we're on the same page. Well, I was blind getting nervous. No, I was getting nervous. Going, wow, did I miss something? No, no. you got it right. I go, you got it right. Okay, and again, it is called Somewhere in Queens, and where is it showing? Uh, it is uh, in semi-wide release. Semi-wide it's release. It's in select theaters. You're going to have to look for it a little At bit. select theaters. Yeah. Okay. The Movie Show. <laughs> it's a fake laugh. It's real. On KSL News Radio. You know, during the Sundance Film Festival, we had the chance to talk with John Nine, has uh, been there since 2001, dealing primarily with uh, American and international feature films, as well as the festival's panel conversations, and he curates Sundance Institute's uh, Film Preservation Initiative. Uh, the Sundance Collection at uh, ACLU and, uh, you know, ACLU. UCLA. UCLA. <laughs> or maybe the ACLU, too, or the ASPCA, or, you know, who knows what. Yeah, UCLA. But, you know, when we were talking with John a little while back, and I was I was uh, just mentioned that we've, we've got to have you back and talk about the preservation. We've got to talk about the collection and so on. And, John Nine, thank you so much for uh, accepting another invitation to be here on the movie show. Welcome. Thank you. I was very glad when you said, hey, we should have you back to talk about the collection because uh, I love talking about the old movies, so happy to be back. Well, let's let's go into the collection at UCLA. Or for listeners. It should be an interesting uh, collection if it was at the ACLU also. Yeah, but, that could, yeah, UCLA. That could be very interesting. So how did the collection start? What is the collection? And kind of how do things work? Yeah, it started in uh, 1997, and it was a joint uh, collaboration between Sundance Institute and the UCLA Film and Television Archive, which is one of the biggest uh, archives in the country um, and uh, does a lot of significant work uh, across the history of motion pictures, um, but is also d- quite uh, interested in the independent sphere. And that's one of the areas that you find underrepresented in, in archive work, right? We think of archive work and we think of old, you know, black and white movies and making sure that we can still, you know, see these films from Warner Brothers or Universal from, from a long time ago. But the truth is, um, it's the independent work that is in sometimes, in some cases, in more jeopardy, right? Like they don't necessarily have these big studios behind them, or uh, in fact, they've changed ownership four times, um, or the filmmaker who made the film is sleeping the negative in their closet. Um, you know, so, so the um, initiative was sort of born out of that recognition that, uh, there was actually serious work to be done to make sure that the the films that we've shown at Sundance, the films that are important to the history of independent film, um, are, are actually kept around, are preserved, are put in a safe place, um, right. are uh, maintained in circulation, so to speak. Well, you know, I, I hadn't even thought of that because, you know, you, we do think of the old nitrate films and the effort to save some of the old silent movies and such a pitiful number percentage of those films even – exists, much less, you know, preserved. And then, you know, we think of some of the big titles and sometimes, you know, TCM or whatever, they'll, they'll make a big deal about a kind of a classic movie, as you mentioned, you know, the Universal Pictures, Warner Brothers and so on. I remember what a big deal it was when Jaws was restored because the colors were fading. 
so badly from yeah. those 1970s. Anybody who took a lot of pictures in the 1970s, uh, if you haven't looked at them lately, go back and look at them. A lot of that, the, I can't remember what, what, what the type of, of film was, but it was just notorious for fading. But I hadn't even thought about some of the independent uh, films, which, of course, is the specialty for Sundance. How do you decide which ones get the, the effort, the treatment to, to maintain? Yeah, it's um, it's hard is the answer, because um, we're dealing in a lot of situations with imperfect information about about why um, we would or wouldn't get involved in a film. Um, and by, by that, I mean that um, really we're looking at, like, what is the situation of that film? What are what are um, the circumstances that would make us prioritize it? For example, that nobody can find the negative or um, that. We did find some elements, but they've been stored in someone's closet and they're not looking great. You know, they're starting right. to give that vinegar smell. So so what we're really trying to do is we're going through the history of any film that's connected to Sundance Institute, not just the films that we've played at the festival, but anything that's connected to the Institute. And we're trying we're sort of identifying, well, this one, yeah, that one, we really should look into that one. And that begins a process of a pretty painstaking outreach to producers, to the film company, to, you know, the people who might know where that negative is. And, you know, it's important to say that the first thing we're trying to do really um, is to make sure that whatever elements exist for that film, just get to a safe place. Like the idea of making a print or making a new DCP or restoring that, that comes later. That comes, you know, when we're thinking about exhibition and we're thinking about things that we might show at the festival but really, the first step is just to make sure that someone knows where the negative is or that it's in a safe place. And that's where we um, we reach out to folks and we try to get them to uh, bring their material to the archive, to the UCLA Film and Television Archive, which has this amazing state-of-the-art facility in Santa Clarita, California. It's, it's you know, a pretty amazing thing to behold. You just need to look at it as a filmmaker and say, oh, I want my things there. That looks really safe. Uh, yeah. And so that's our first step is, is kind of just make sure that um, folks know that they can put their negative in a safe place, and that'll ensure that in the you know decades and years to come, uh, someone will be able to make uh, a print or a DCP or whatever format exists in 40 years from uh, from the negative. So that's kind of that's we just go through a process of trying to figure out which films need it the most. Yeah, I'm I'm curious with now the movement from shooting on film to doing everything digitally. And even, you know, a lot of things were, sh- were shot even on video, some of the lower budget things. What, is, has that been good for preservation or does that come with its own bag of, uh, of issues? For example, you know, video and anytime you're on magnetic tape or anything like that can really be an issue. I know the Museum of Broadcasting, a friend of mine curates back in Chicago, it is a big deal. I mean, that that stuff does not last forever. I, I hear even some of the digital images can decay. So is this a good thing or a bad thing that we've moved from film now to other other formats? Yeah, you're you're exactly right to say that it comes with its own bag of problems, right? Which is, of course, there are there are good things that come with uh, any kind of technology. And in, interestingly, like you look at the tools that are available now um, for restoring work digitally. It's funny because if we do projects with these filmmakers from the '80s and '90s who were probably on a real tight budget when they were doing their final color color timing of their little indie film, um, tools were limited then. 
And yet nowadays, um, what, what's available when you're digitally remastering, it's just incredible. They all, they all sort of walk out of that time room going, oh, my gosh, wow, that's, yeah. you know, I've never seen it looking like that. But the answer to the question from, from the standpoint of whether, you know, the digital revolution was a good thing, it's, it makes it deceivingly, uh, it, it's a sort of an idea that filmmakers assume that because it's digital, it's just kind of safe. It's on a computer somewhere. And in fact, it's, it's probably in more jeopardy. What archivists will tell you is that um, 35 millimeters is a wonderful thing. If you put 35 millimeter print in a, in a safe vault, in a UCLA archive vault, it's going to last for literally centuries, like proper temperature and humidity. It's going to last for a very, very, very long time. That conversely, think about digital formats, right? We're changing codecs every two, three years. We're changing, you know, quick time. Good luck playing a QuickTime file from 15 years ago, right? So people think that because it's on digital, it's safe. Hard drives fail. You don't, you know, you, you've got to migrate content over and over and over again. And so what ends up happening is you have a lot of um, formats where you can't even play them anymore. And so that creates its own set of problems. And I think it also creates the assumption that it's safe. It's that idea that filmmakers assume it's safe when, in fact, it really actually requires um, even more uh, you know, sort of diligence than, than an old print would have. Boy, for me, this, this is so fascinating. And most people will, on a much smaller scale, of course, kind of in their own family video oh, library. Yeah. I mean, I think of the different formats, you know, from the 8 millimeters that your grandparents yeah, shot to the early, early, you know, half-inch and one-inch video that we shot, and then to the, to the actual DAT recorders and different things like that where we're yeah. shooting, you know, 8 millimeter video. And, you know, how do you preserve that and how do you keep up with the technology? technology you have to keep 14 different formats just so you can play it back where you know with my grandpa he just broke out the old kodak you know eight millimeter projector and we watched him year after year decade after decade and almost now almost century after century some of the things he shot That's in right. the 1930s yep. and i can still show him and, unless the film gets too brittle hey before we run out of time how many uh sundance collection uh movies are there reposing at UCLA? Yeah, there are 4,200 elements, like films, right? Now, that could mean anything from negative to um, a, a DVD, because um, as much as we like to work in um, restoring you know, uh, the work through the original negative or something like that, part of uh, archival work is simply just making sure that the film exists somewhere for someone to look at, a researcher, a student, artists, you know, they want to be able to go to a place and see particularly those films that are either no longer or never were in distribution. That's part of our story, right? That's part yeah. of independent film history. And the idea that you can go someplace and look at those. So, so we have 4,200 elements. Um, the ones that we spend the most time on really are the preservations. And we've done an, a, a lot of really interesting preservations over the years. We usually end up screening them at the festival. And those screenings end up being, I think, you know, really memorable, incredible reunions 20, 30 years on from the original um, screening where, where you get the cast together, you get the people who made the film. Um, there's a, a very changed context. And there's a lot of new people watching the film who never saw it in the first place. So yeah. part of that work that we do is also to bring it to, it's a, called the living archive, right? The idea you're not just putting that on a shelf somewhere, you're screening it so that it can find new audiences and so that you can 
um, continue to revisit the history and, and recontextualize it. As you look back over this year's festival and maybe some previous, what, what are some of the titles that uh, you have been particularly excited to uh, show again and introduce to the audience that enjoyed it and perhaps a whole new generation of filmgoers? Oh, yeah. I mean, there have been so many films that uh, Hoop Dreams, uh, Paris is Burning. Um, this year we did uh, Slam, which was, you know, memorable in so many different ways. But um, Slam, uh, the people who came out for the screaming, including the cast members, the filmmaker, but also Mama Lou Stewart, who was one of the rappers in, in the jail, who was a real inmate. Uh, and was released in part because of the criminal justice reform movement that SLAM was a part of. Those are the things that create these special moments. I remember the cast of Sex, Lies, and Videotape all sitting on the edge of the Egyptian theater, you know, talking. Um, Kevin Smith, when he came to show Clerks, uh, (laughs) literally performed a wedding. Uh, Two people wanted to get married, so he married them. Um, (laughs) Paris is Burning. Uh, when When we did Paris is Burning, the Avengers film, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, actually sang the closing credit song live uh, on stage with a mic. Wow. Beautiful moment. So there's these beautiful moments that happen, um, you know, when we're, when we're able to screen that work. And so those films, Slacker, Walking and Talking, we did a 25th anniversary of Reservoir Dogs. Um, some really, really great work. Just Another Girl on the IRT we did a couple of years ago. That was a nice wow. moment. So, yeah. A lot of good I'd like films. to see Blood Simple again. Yeah, Blood Simple and things like oh, that. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. the Cohen brothers. Yeah. You're, you're talking. Pretty to, sure they're saving their stuff. Yeah, you're talking to two real big fans of the Cohen brothers. John, thank you so much for accepting our invitation to come back to the uh, movie show. I really appreciate what you're doing, and this this is so important. And give our best to your crew there, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing what uh, is coming up next year at Sundance. You're most welcome, Pat. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you, John Nine, with us here on the movie show at KSL News Radio. Back to Doug Wright, Steve Sales, and the KSL Movie Show. Okay, Stephen, I've dropped some hints. You know, we've been encouraging everybody to sign up for the Movie Show Club. But why? But why? Well, just because we're so terrific. Well, besides that. And listening to the movie show is such joy. And? And... Big news, our friends, more specifically, our friends at Megaplex Theater, and that includes Jeff the Whipple. It includes Blake Anderson. The the Anderson? It it includes them all. They have stepped up big time, and they're going to let us host a private screening of the up-and-coming huge movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It will be exclusive the members of the KSL Movie Show Club. Thus, thou shalt become a member. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. You know, really. Because seating is limited. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to pack the place. So yeah. if, if, you're, if you're joining the club to get these tickets, make sure you use these tickets because there are millions, well, billions When, when of will it be? Well, I was just going to mention that because that's kind of the punchline. The screening will be on Saturday, May 6th. And I mentioned this to somebody at KSL. That will be the 101st anniversary of KSL going on the air. Nobody else was aware of that. Remember well, we last year? 100. We had the big 100 year. Well, this is the 101st. 
that's really not the reason we're doing it on the day. That's the day that Megaplex would <laughs> let us do it. We can pretend to do it then. But we can pretend to do it. So it'll be at 10 a.m. Saturday morning. It opens on that Thursday night. Right. And then it will have shown on Friday. So you will be among the very first in the known universe to watch this movie, and you'll be doing it for free thanks to the Megaplex Theaters and the Movie Show Club. So we are planning on you being there, and uh, we'll be giving you more information on how you can win those tickets. But the first step, join the KSL Movie Show Club by texting, texting, movie to 575-00. There we go. Got it. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. (laughs) Okay, Stone, you got to come over here. Come on over. Because uh, Steve is off, uh, you know, procuring minkies or something. I I don't know. Did did you duct tape him in the back? A little bit. Maybe some zip ties. Yeah, so, you know. Well, the, the the show started. <laughs> okay. You know, I just uh, was looking around going, okay. Ten seconds, and the- Stone's got my headset. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Talk wa- about a palace coup. I thought maybe you were duct tape in the back room, you know. Oh, gonna- I was fighting with Christine over some of her selections. <laughs> well, now, that didn't sound good. Well, no, it... it- we have a running gag about one of the blankets that they sell. Sorry. I'm, what, the cow print? You don't like that? I. You said it, not me. I I love the cow print. Of course you do. Of course I Coca-Cola do. Coca-Cola cowboy. Well, you know. What, they didn't a have, Diet Coke cowboy. They so. have your little calico cat you know, print over there. So. No, they don't have the red and black one, which is my favorite one. All my University of Utah friends love that blanket. You're going to have to go on eBay and pay $9 million for it now. For a used <laughs> minky. <laughs> Okay. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Thank you, Stone. Now, you, you already heard the intro, had you actually been here, that uh, we're going to do the uh, the uh, streaming, streaming news. news. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is time for a little streaming oh, yeah. news, Stephen. So. Planning on a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Every time I hear the announcer say a weekend on the couch, I just picture you on the leather couch at Dr. Feldman's and he's trying to figure out what is wrong with you. Or I could be on my new couch that I got from the warehouse. Oh, that's true. You which know, is there. magnificent. Just magnificent, he that's... says. Okay. The Twilight Saga. Oh, please. Oh, my goodness. Now what? You remember Remember, we were talking about the Harry Potter saga. Yeah. They're retooling it for the small screen. Right. And, you know, they're going to take the books of J.K. Rowling, and they're going to be able to maybe extend it over a whole season. Right? Ten and, years. And really, oh, yeah, each over, book. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they're doing that now with Twilight. Uh, the Twilight saga is set to be reimagined on television, said to be in the early stages. Can they make it good this time? Of <laughs> Lionsgate television. It does not yet have a network or streaming platform to call home, 
But uh, Stephanie Meyer will be involved with the Twilight series. We're not sure to what degree. Uh, They're speculating that all of the characters will be recast because many of them, I think you'd probably have to pay them a whole lot of money (laughs) to ever show up on that set again. But some of the actors from the feature films, there are rumors, may be there for like some cameo roles and so on. So maybe we'll have little vampires where they have been sired by previous vampires that we were aware of from the movies. So the dead glow vampire. Something for Steven to look forward oh, to. No, I no, can just no. see you on your couch with your Annie bag <laughs> stuffed with your feral cats that you're collecting, and you'll be watching Twilight. Sure. <laughs> sure you will. Can I just say, Star Trek Picard. You have Season three this. just ended. Yeah. And this is the next generation, you know, yeah. all those. Everyone was back. Yeah. And they did the most spectacular job with the finale, everything leading up to it, even hinting at, at what's on the future wow. as they kind of turn the page. But what they did with Star Trek Picard's series finale, season three, was amazing. Wow. Cool. Very happy. Yeah, you've been a big, big out. fan. It's fun when you get really enthusiastic and people do something really right. You know, when yeah. it's something that you've kind of grown up with. It's a great and, story. Yeah, and exactly. A, a nice send-off. It was perfect. You ready for some real sad news for DVD fans? Oh, yeah, I heard. Netflix is saying. I thought this died years farewell. ago. I know. I did, too. <laughs> I didn't know they still did this. Netflix will be saying farewell to its DVD by mail business. This helped launch Netflix. I mean, you oh, know. That, that was their start. Yeah, you rewind. And, I mean, I can remember those envelopes Be kind, coming rewind. all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to rewind. The final discs will be shipped on September 29th of 2023. And they say, quote, after an incredible 25-year run, we've decided to wind down DVD.com later this year, Since boy, that no is, one had ordered one in that, the last three years. That is the end of an era. What are they going to do with all those DVDs? Well, you know, good question. Have, have a, a big sale. Have a big sale, I guess. Have a movie show there or something. But you know, this this shows you how dramatically. I mean, in 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 Netflix world, two hundred and thirty nine million is nothing. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. That's what they made in twenty twenty on the DVD rentals. One hundred eighty three million in twenty twenty one. Remember, this is during the pandemic. Yeah. And then it dropped to one hundred and forty eight million in twenty twenty two, and it's on a track already. They have only the first quarter to look at right now, but it's uh, down dramatically even from that. So it's goodbye DVDs. Well, speaking of Netflix, you know they just made eight billion dollars in their last quarter. I know, and crazy? they said they're going to maybe slow down their that whole thing about. The addresses, yeah, the people that share their yeah, no subscriptions. Kidding. I mean, come on, eight billion dollars. Eight come billion's on. not enough for you. Which I thought is pretty good because you know they were spending ten billion a year I making know, stuff. I know. I know. Hannah Waddingham. Yes, you know who she is. Mm-hmm. You don't. I have no clue. Well, you will when I tell you. It's Rebecca from Ted Lasso. Oh, oh. The big, tall, she blonde. Is, I, I love the, the, the last episode, I, and I don't want to give stuff away, but they're in Amsterdam. And oh. she has a sweet little storyline in there I that I thought was just amazing. And you notice that she sang, and she's yeah. sung before in yeah. that Christmas special. Right. Well, guess what? She is now going to star and executive produce a new musical holiday special. It'll be recorded in front of an audience at the London Coliseum. With, they say, special surprise guests. Cool. It's called Hatta Waddingham Home for Christmas, 
and it will stream, of course, on Apple. She TV is Plus. an amazing. Talk about a woman with a presence, and it's yeah. not all just because she's tall. Yeah, I mean, she is. She's just got it. I I, my daughter said the same thing. She goes, no. "I think Hannah is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen." She is amazing. She yeah. truly is. On a really, and for her to stand out that way on such an amazing show to begin with. Yeah. I mean, you know, wow, to be a star in that kind of galaxy is is incredible. All right, Sylvester Stallone will feel his age in Never Too Old to Die, a new project from Amazon Studios, retired secret agent. He will play living in the home, and apparently. You mean like a retirement it, home? Yeah, it's described as an action comedy, Never Too Old to Die. It sounds a little reminiscent of some other things we've seen, honestly. But mysterious murders are happening within the retirement home for spies. <laughs> of which he is one from the Cold War era primarily, and uh, he's on a mission to find the assassin who has knocked somebody off in the home. Uh, Sly is now 76 years old, and this will be in his Balboa Productions uh, envelope, and Never Too Old to Die will be produced by Stallone. And so I'm trying to, I, I didn't see a release date or, you know, target on that, but anyway. Yeah. He's still here. We're still going to talk about uh, the Mrs. Davis and somewhere else, right? We'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. Because we got Mrs. Davis and, uh, oh, the diplomat, yeah. And the diplomat. Hey, I want to remind everybody again, because it's a big deal, big deal, KSL text line. Yeah. Now, there are kind of two ways you can get involved. This is one. The KSL text line is 57500, and all you have to do to join the movie show club, so you will be eligible to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that we are going to be screening on May 6th. 6th. All you have to do, you, but you got to be a member of the club. And so text the word movie to the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. We're going to give you more information, too, on how you get the tickets and so on, because it's going to be done randomly, and it's going to, well, we'll have a couple of ways you can get tickets. But primarily, you join the club, and then you're automatically entered and then there will be some random drawings, and we're going to give away a grundle of tickets. Is there another way to join the club in case people don't like the text? People slip me five bucks. I'm, I'm thinking there might be a little telephone torture in the very near future. Oh, good. On the program with fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. And don't forget, it's time to become part of the club, the Movie Show Club, by texting 57500, text MOVIE, to the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. We're really hitting that today because, you know, in order to really fully participate in the movie show and in order to have a really good chance of winning tickets to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for our special movie show screening with the Megaplex Theaters on May 6th, you got to be part of the club. So text MOVIE to the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line 57500. It's the world-famous KSL Movie Show on KSL News Radio. Well, Stephen, you better suit up. What do you keep sneaking up on me for? <laughs> no, that you're just paranoid. Nobody's sneaking up on you, Steve. Are we on? Yeah, we oh. are. <laughs> What is the deal with him today? I don't know. You know, Stone was just standing by, just ready. Yeah, he was to, ready to, ready, ready like to, a ninja, ready to pounce. Okay, now because of Dee's delicate condition, and by the way, she's doing better. Her oh, hip so is uh, is, but their brownies coming her way. I'm telling you, sure. I know. Uh -huh. I said last week, but things got ugly. This, this is week. the brownie tease, so you know. But anyway, because she is still recuperating, we uh, shan't have her 
quirky picks. Uh, I told her, you know, the phone does work. But, you know. But she probably isn't in the mood to watch anything right now, is she? She's watched a lot of stuff. Oh, she has? Yeah. But this just gives us an opportunity to sneak in a little telephone torture. This is your frustrated game show nonsense. What? That's right. No, this is very sophisticated radio, Steve. Sure, let's let's see what happens this okay. week. Now we have an official Your track record hasn't been we, we have an opening for telephone torture now. We do. Gustavo's going, we do. <laughs> the KSL movie show. <laughs> telephone torture. So, telephone torture. What was that? It's not like a fiesta thing. Well, telephone torture is a fiesta. Okay. It's an opportunity for people to revel and Dine and you know get made fun of, and, you know everything that the movie show is. All right, let's see what you got today. Okay, so the number to call, but we've we've got interesting questions today. You know, if I pick up the right paper over here, I sent Gustavo some really good movie clips, and this will be a he chance. Chose none of them. Thanks. No, he chose all of them because mm. you know he he knows where his bread is buttered. Well, at least for now. <laughs> at least for now. <laughs> that, that's so true. So, anyway, here we go. Because uh, KSL Talk, 575-8255, is the number. A chance for you to win fabulous prizes worth up to mm-hmm. dollars. Two tickets to the Megaplex Theater yes. of your choice. You can get two tickets to the movie of your choice. And a drink and popcorn. Two drinks. One popcorn to share. Unless you're a hog, you can eat it all yourself. Mm, that wouldn't be good. No, that would not. Can you imagine eating a whole bucket yourself? Yes. I've tried. <laughs> I've, I've made a good run at it. So this is what we've got today. We are going to play sound bites that are verbal, and we're not going to ask you who said it. We're going to ask you from which movie did it come. Okay. And... It might be, you know, something that was maybe used in a series of movies, and you have to get the right Ooh. episode. So, all right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to our first contestant. And I came up with this last time, and I like the way it worked, because you know, we were just kind of randomly. I'm letting people choose. Steve, the benevolence of my good, great heart. I am a... <laughs> You're over Couldn't there. even say that with a straight face. He's over here gagging. Uh, we're going to let you choose between one and five. Okay. And that way, you know, we're not, you know, just not setting them up. We're not setting you up for failure. So let's go to our phone line and find out who our first, vict- I mean, potential winner is here on the movie show. Hi, who's this? This is Roy. Hey, Roy. You know, are, are you excited to be on the movie show? Absolutely, because I'm number one. You are number one, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily not a loser. You do understand that, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. This could get ugly real quick. Yeah, it could get ugly. So, okay, here we go. I'm going to let you choose either one, two, three, four, or five. And we'll play the number, and if you win, you win all the goodies. If you don't, you're just a loser. Okay. I want to turn that radio down in the background. Here. That's going to throw you off. It's making me crazy. Okay. Dueling right. Dugs. Yeah, Dueling Dugs. And, boy, that ain't a pretty thing to see. So what number are you going to pick? Number four. Number four. Ooh, 
This is the hard one. Of course it, it is. Really, Did no, you just change all of a No, it really is. Steve's backing me up. Number four. Oh, okay. Uh, now, this is a very famous line. And you've not only heard this line in this movie, although you have to name the original movie, we've heard it uh, paid homage to, and we've heard it made fun of in other movies. But, I don't think I could name the movie, though. Well, considering what a fan you are of this particular thing. Well, All right, here we go. Play cut number four, Gustavo. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. That's one of the most famous lines. Oh, I know who said it. In, all of, in all of cinema. And as I mentioned, it's been referred to, and usually they're making fun of the echo. You know, rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah. Okay, so... What is it, Roy? Oh, I can't remember. It's the baseball player, but I can't come up with the name uh, of the movie. Okay, Gustavo, let's let him know what we've got here. Here we go. Okay. So the, that can was, we say it? The Yankee? It was Pride. Oh, the Pride the of the Yankees. And that, of course, was, was Luke Gehrig. Yeah, yeah the, and it was who playing Luke Gehrig? Oh, Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper, of course. So, but nice try. And and that's honest, a tough one. And honestly, I always the pride put, of the Yankees. Yes, yeah, I always put one real tough one in there. You know, one of the better known. You know, but it's it's not something that might. It's the title that throws you. Yeah. Okay. Pride of the Yankees. All right. Let's go back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? It was Pride. Of the pride of the Yankees. There's another. Hello? Doug, hey. listening to Doug. Listening to Doug do the movie show with Doug doing the movie show. Listening to Doug. Horror show. <laughs> Horror show <laughs> or something like that. Who is this? This is Jerry. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Okay. We'll now, see. You can pick one, two, three, or five in order to win fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. I'm going to go with lucky number three. Ooh, lucky number three. Ooh, we're, we're kind of on a theme here. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Number three, Gustavo, play that soundbite. Play that tune. There's no crying in baseball. Okay. Name the movie. A League of Their Own. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Nice. Tom Hanks, that's become part of the lexicon. You know, now, There's so many great lines. I mean, me. how many people says it's like, you know, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. You know, and somebody's whining about something, and you inevitably hear somebody go, there's no crying in baseball. That hey, whole scene is hysterical. I know. I love Are you crying? It. Are you crying? I know, and she's just quivering, you know, and she's <laughs> no, crying. No. He's got a big wad in his cheek, you know, that he's <laughs> chewing. Okay. Leave her alone, Jimmy. Hey, you are a big fill in the blank wiener of course you are and you're winning fabulous prizes worth up to dollars dollars from the movie show and the megaplex theaters and uh, what movie are you going to go see uh guardians well you know you can you could save your tickets on this one Save your tickets, save your popcorn, save the two drinks. But then he'd have to watch it with us. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. But, you know, if it, are you a member of the movie show club? I am, big time, big see? time a member, big time fan. S- see? Well, there we go. There we go. Dude. So you're already in. in well, the, he still has to win the okay. tickets. Yeah. Right? The odds so, are. Yeah. yeah. The odds are. 
that you will have a pretty darn good chance of getting tickets to see the movie with us on May 6th. And by the way, if you ain't a member of the Movie Show Club, it's darn time to do it. And all you have if you're to not do, a joiner, join. Yeah, if you're not a joiner, <laughs> this is one time you really should be a joiner. And we don't mean carpentry on that one. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you can be a joiner who's doing the joining. But all you have to do is uh, go to the KSL text line, 57500, text movie to that line. And that's the Cypress Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Become part of the club. Well, congratulations. Now, there are a few. Yeah, uh, thanks little duties you need to do because, you know, there are a lot of pathetic losers who are out there listening to this show right now. And so what do we do on this show to make those losers feel better about themselves? Let's have old blue eyes sing oh. them off. Yeah, there we go. Nice to it's Jerry with yeah. You know, nobody can make losers feel better than Frank. Okay, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another rousing rendition of Telephone Torture here on The Movie Show at KSL. The Movie Show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. On KSL News Radio. You know, it's a good idea to join the Movie Show Club, but I'm going to give everybody kind of a fast track to make sure that they have an even better chance to win the Guardians of the Galaxy tickets. So this is how you do it. This is, of course, being presented by the Movie Show and our amazing friends, the Megaplex Theaters. And to win, all you have to do is, I've mentioned text movie. That gets you into the club. Yeah. But if you want to automatically be entered to win, kind of a leg up, as it were, all you have to do is text the word Marvel to 57500. And that's it. Text Marvel to 57500. You will automatically be entered to to win. Plus, you'll have the option to join the exclusive movie show club uh, text line. You know, So you'll, you'll be in the, the group. So you'll have more opportunities to win prizes, special screening passes, and more. So we mentioned you've got to be a member of the club in order to participate. Texting Marvel will kind of accomplish both. Oh, okay. So there Perfect. you go. It's M-A-R-V-E-L to 57500 and our special movie show screening of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that is coming up on May 6th. And we really want you to come with us. Yeah, it'll be fun. And make sure if you enter for the tickets, you're really going to use them because we want to have everybody have a chance to see this. We don't want any empty This is seats. a full theater kind of movie. This is a big one. Okay, Stephen, yes. we need to review another movie. Okay. And how about if we do, I, I wasn't able to see this one, but I'm dying to see Ghosted. Let's yes. get some sound on that. Okay. Her name is Sadie. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I think she might be the one. She really is great. You'll see. Any word? She ghosted it. I bet she hasn't even seen your text. She does travel a lot for work. Go to her. I'm going to London. Okay, ghosted. Oh, my gosh. What has Chris Evans been up to since, uh, you know, uh, Captain America? He's so typecast, although this, he's a humble farmer, lives in the East Coast. Uh, he he's selling his stuff at uh, at a market, you know, all Farmer this market organic yeah. produce. Sure. He lives on the family farm though, and his sister gives him a hard time. He's like, get out! It 
what are you doing living here? And he goes, well, dad had some health issues. I need to come back. And so he's working the farm. Well, this young woman comes to his farmer's market and it's the gorgeous Anna de Armas. Uh, her name is Sadie. And she says, I'm looking for a plant. And she goes, but I travel a lot. So, so he wouldn't, she goes, I'll, how about this petunia? He goes, no, that needs to be watered at least every other day. And if you're not home for two weeks, you'd be murdering this plant. So I'm not selling you wow. my petunia plant. He goes, how about a cactus? <laughs> Something that she can't. Anyway, they have a big argument. And the lady that's working in the booth next goes, she says, what are you doing? You guys were flirting. He goes, I, we were? So he goes up and he says, hey, catches up to her. How about you and I just have some coffee or something? And, she and goes, kill a plant together. Yeah. And she goes, okay. And so they end up spending the day together, going to all these places. And uh, it, it, it takes over into the next morning, actually. And he is so madly in love with this woman that he's texting her like seven times a day. Ooh. Yeah. That's not good. And he's, finally she says, uh, Dude, what are you doing? Well, anyway, th- this is the part where it's stupid. The parents go, go find her. Because, oh, she has his inhaler in her oh, bag. Yeah. And it has like an, a GPS on it. What? Is that a thing? Uh, I don't think so. Anyway, that's that's the ruse. And he ends up going to London to try to find her. Turns out she is a CIA agent in the middle of a huge case. Oh, no. And, but they think that he might be the tax man because he's right there where she was supposed to be. Yeah. And so now it becomes, it becomes that movie, remember Night and Day with uh, oh, Tom yeah. Cruise? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that movie only reversed. She's the super spy. He's the idiot farmer who is hilarious. I thought this was really cute. Yeah. Um, it's getting trashed, though. People are like, it's stupidest movie. This is the dumbest movie. No, it's not. Ghosted. This is a fun movie. It's called Ghosted. It's PG-13. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Should be in theaters. It is. A- and the grade? It's B+. Okay, B+. Hey, very quickly, because uh, we didn't cover this in streaming news, The Diplomat and Mrs. Davis. Diplomat is Carrie Russell. So if you saw The American or any of those shows, yeah. uh, Serendipity, she's really good. She plays a diplomat. She's been called to uh, to work in the U.K. I've only seen the first couple episodes. Mrs. Davis is definitely weird, it, but it has the the woman from uh, Glow, and her name is Jerry Gilpin, I think it is. Anyway, she's hysterical. She's a nun, okay. and there's an AI that has sort of taken over the – I mean, this is really creepy. And they all refer to her as Mrs. Davis. And it, they really want the nun on their side for some reason. Is this like Megan in the ministry? Uh, I, I don't know. AI? Oh, yeah, kind of, but not. Okay. She'll like, um, somebody will come up to her. Um, Mrs. Davis would like to speak to you. Ooh. And she becomes the proxy. So she talks to her okay. and then the, the person. I mean, everyone she knows knows Mrs. Davis. And Mrs. Davis wants her to join their little group. And she's resisting mightily. Okay. It's a bit weird, though. There's some strange religious overtones that kind of pop in and out of here, and okay. including the Pope and and Jesus. Where's the streaming? Uh, this one is playing on. Uh, hang on here. Uh, Mrs. Davis is on. Peacock. Peacock. Peacock and The Diplomat is Netflix. Okay. All right. I think it's time that we do an unpleasant chore. Uh Uh-oh. We review. Wrap the show up? No. (laughs) No. For some, that's a pleasant chore. Uh, Bo is afraid. Okay. Let's get a little sound on We should just have that clarion sound from Uh, a battleship right now. 
She's very pretty. Is that the type of girl you're attracted to? I am so sorry for what your daddy passed down to you. I wanted a child. I'm visiting my mother tomorrow. Do you ever wish that she was dead? What? I am so sorry I saw this show. The you moment know, you walked in, I said, no. Oh, no. yeah. Steve leaned over and he goes, go. What are you doing here? And I <laughs> said, well, you know, it's one of the movies I can actually see this week because we've had a crazy week. And uh, and you said, and you held up three of your little stubby fingers. And I went, <laughs> no, it's not three hours long. Yeah. Yes, it was. And well, this, 179 minutes. Yeah. So. And, and then St- about, what, 30 minutes into the show, Steve leans over and goes, I'm going to let you do the setup on this. <laughs> yeah. Try to explain this movie. Oh, Holy cow. Gosh. This is just the craziest thing. It's it's like every weird movie you've ever seen, including the Truman Show, and they dump it in a blender and it just spills out. That, you know, I thought it was sort of like about a guy, but about mental illness yeah. and how his interpretation of the world through his eyes right. was was I misguided? But by you, you never know what's real, what's not, what's happening, what's not, what is in his imagination, what is not, what is real about his mother and what is not, what is real about some and his neighborhood. Holy smoke. Where does he live? Where in the world does thinking, this guy live? Let's get the travel bureau in here and make this happen. I mean, this makes, you know... What? You know, uh, escape from New York, <laughs> escape from New York. And it makes the Taliban look friendly. And oh, my goodness. In order to, you know, he, he one, one little thing. He gets a new prescription from his doctor. But the doctor is warning him, his therapist warning, do not take this without drinking water. Right. And then again, you know, he does every, big red letters. He does the read my lips. Remember to take water. So he pops these pills and he's in this hellish apartment you know it, i mean it, it is it's well it's, that's even before the crazies yeah, it's like dante's inferno put you in an apartment and then but he all of a sudden he real and they've turned the water off this is after they've already warned everybody of all the brown recluse spiders that are loose and so he goes and he's panicking there's no water in the building he's no nothing he does i thought maybe for a minute he was going to go and lap something up out of the the tank on the Actually, toilet i thought the same thing but so he decides to run across to the convenience store the bodega oh and and he he just he props it open with a great big thick phone book and I which go, you don't know where you, where find, you find those where do you find a phone book nowadays and he makes the beeline across and his card is declined and you go, what's going on here? And so he's just he's shelling out, and the guy behind the counter is cutting him no slack. And in that neighborhood, I was amazed he was as nice as he was, and he was terrible. And then finally, <laughs> he realizes that all of it's like zombies have just discovered the doors open. Yeah. And they go in, and they rip everything apart. You don't know what's real, what's not, what is being imagined, what is not. Joaquin Phoenix, he is a brilliant actor. I, his range in this movie is terrific, but I don't care. I hated this movie. It was a very difficult film to watch. The whole point is he's trying to get home to his mother, but then he finds out, perhaps, that she's been killed. And how was she killed? That becomes a running gag, so to speak, in the whole movie. And who are all these people that are mad at him? Yeah. You know, because he's not and, getting home fast enough. Well, yeah, the lawyer was horribly Horrible. vicious. And you have all of these cameo, not well, more than cameo appearance. Parker Posey's in this. Nathan, Nathan Lane, Lane is in this. Amy movie. Ryan. I mean, it's it's amazing the talent in this movie. But I'm I'm just going. 
I, I when I went home, you know, D said, "Well, how was it?" And I went, uh, "I need therapy now." Remember in the lagoon when they had in the fun house they had oh, that yeah. disc that you try to sit in the middle and, and you push people you go sliding up. off. Yeah, you, I, that's what happened to me. I f- I got flown cl- thrown clear of this movie about two thirds through, and. I just couldn't take it. You know, a lot that, of times you'll see a so... movie that, that you were disappointed in, but there were some saving graces and so on. I don't know what the saving grace is in this movie. It is so bizarre. But it's called Bo is Afraid, and I'm very afraid that somebody will force me to watch it again. I'm sure the CIA is <laughs> already going, wow, we could use this for, you know, Guantanamo. Next year's best picture. Yeah. Oh, probably. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of... Maha critics who just love this thing. Seventy-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So three three fourths of them love this movie. Yeah, frightening. No, it's called Bo is Afraid, and watch this at your own risk. Yeah. Okay. Did you give it a grade? Well, I gave it a C minus, but that was just I, I, I know. didn't know you, what you to do with have it. To give, I just I, I don't know. And it how how wide a release is this in? I think it's semi semi yeah, wide, like but a not medium wide. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Joaquin Phoenix in Bo is Afraid. Let's take a break, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling... Actually, like... it might only be at the Broadway. This is an A24 movie, so... Ooh, okay. They usually don't go yeah, very you're gonna wide. Have to, if, if you are an unfortunate soul who's going, these guys can't be right, and you actually want to go see this, good luck. Yeah, if you can find something out of this that makes sense, I... That's right. Have a, have a safe word that you can shout out. <laughs> Cantaloupe. And, and uh, somebody will come and save you from the movie. <laughs> the Movie Show. Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. The actor? <laughs> On KSL News Radio. Still a couple of movies to talk about, Stephen. Sir. And uh, how about if we uh, talk about To Catch a Killer? Oh, please, yes. You know, I, I just watched that last night. So here we go. We have an Olympic-class marksman running wild. Every shot found is mark. No casings, no brass, not a single fingerprint. He didn't come here to die. And he does not want to be found. We're going to disappoint him. I really like this movie. I did, too. Yeah, I really did. I... I, I was watching it, and I really got into it, and the plot, and it, it, it opens. You know, we're we're kind of following. Uh, what what's her name? Was in uh, uh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, she she. There's something going on with this woman, and you don't quite know what it is, but she is kind of above and beyond your normal beat cop. You know, there there's something there, and but she's trying to take care of a few things, and all of a sudden there is a shooting. And, you know, these people that are just, it's like on a New Year's Eve, and they're having a big fireworks celebration, and they people are just being picked off. You know what it reminded me of is that scene in Jack Reacher where he's taking out those people in front of the, the baseball stadium. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, Except this is at night with fireworks going on. Right. And, and what was the body count? 29, wasn't 29. it? 29. 29 on that. And, and so... And she has the presence of mind, you know, as they're trying to clear the building where this they, – they triangulate it with lasers. Yeah, that's pretty quick, by and the way. It was it was pretty cool. So anyway, they, they're all running over to this building, and everybody – all the cops are, get out of the building, get out of the building, because when – whoever it is, he, he sets off an explosion in right. that room. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, what a way to get out and not be noticed and so on. But she has the presence of mind to go, we, we ought to be, ta-, you know. So she gets another cop herself, and they start 
taking videos of yeah. all the people coming out. That really catches the attention of the FBI agent in charge of this investigation. Played by Ben Middleton. He's wonderful. He you'll recognize great. him. You wouldn't be able to name him probably, but you'll recognize him from other movies. And so he kind of puts together, and, and this is one of those vicious circle things where everybody is you know, cutting one another's throats in law enforcement and who's really in charge oh, yeah. and who's going to gain, and the politicians. And he seemed to have a chip on his shoulder about looking over his shoulder right. a lot. And, and then you start to really see why. But they start to narrow down on because he keeps this little cadre of people that he trusts, and he can kind of sense that they are not just – they're out to find the killer like he is. And he's kind of being the political blunt for it. He's, he's taken the hits while he lets these folks do their work. And how this unfolds and where it ends up was so intriguing to me. And it wasn't what I'd ultimately expected. Yeah. It took me for a lot of loops. You know, you get a rather interesting tour of a slaughterhouse, you know, that is part of oh. the storyline. And you it's a go, real slaughterhouse. Yeah, and you go, wow. I, I was really intrigued by this movie. I liked it. I, it, was a, it was a three-star movie for me. Uh, this reminded me another movie, Silence of the Lambs, only on a lighter note. I wish that the, the eventual killer had been a little bit more dynamic because he's a great actor. Yeah. And so he didn't get to do a lot at, except at the very end, and I thought that was a little almost too... Neatly wrapped up. I I like the fact that he wasn't sadistic. He wasn't a torturer. He was. He He was was tortured. Yeah, and he was just kind of cleansing. It it, it was. It was so bizarre that I actually kind of liked it. And it it made him a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah, especially through her eyes, she could see that he what he was trying to do. He was kind of the dark side of her. Yeah, and and the FBI guy recognize that so yeah. what's your grade uh a b a b yeah, yeah we're on the same page again wow i really am getting nervous here well you should you're finally getting taste and then chevalier just really quickly uh chevalier is a it's you know i wanted to call it a harpsichord movie but it's actually violins uh he, okay. chevalier was a real person in france who was a, a, the greatest opera yeah. writer and all that stuff and played by a young man uh, who's African-American. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting story, especially the racism that starts to heap on when he becomes the queen's favorite. And everybody's like, eh, who, this is a black dude. We can't have him in here. Yeah. So there's a little bit of coolness there, but uh, it's not a great film. Gave it a B minus. Chevalier is uh, in limited release, I think, at the Broadway. Okay. Now, we are quickly going to hit the movie show top ten here. Oh, shoot. We'll do away with the opening, even though the goat bleat will be sorely missed, I'm sure, on this. So, sponsored by Call Climate Services, just down the road from where we are right now. Number ten is Nefarious. This isn't doing a whole lot. Scream 6 is still cranking out the money. It's number nine. And we have Mafia Mama. That did not do well. And rightly so. Rightly so. Then we have a Japanese anime movie. What is this? Susume. Susume. It's doing really well in Japan, obviously. In Japan. Not, right. so, not so well here. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, really caught me off guard. I really like this movie. And it's made about, what, $76 million domestically? Uh, 160 total uh, worldwide. Air, go see this movie. It's yeah. better than you think. It's only made about $35 million domestically. And by the way, don't we have free tickets for that? They... Oh, that's right, to the AMC theaters. Yeah. And let's do the phone call right now. Call KSL Talk. Boy, thank you. almost forgot that. And uh, we're going to give away some tickets. So just get on the phone line right now, KSL Talk, and we'll uh, give you a pair of tickets. Okay. All right. 
And then Renfield, uh, this isn't doing very well, only $8 million. That's funny, though. John Wick Chapter 4, it's it's making tons of money. It is, and it's exhausting. The Pope's Exorcist, we talked about this last week. It's number two with only $9 million. That tells you that Super Mario Brothers is making all the money. Oh boy, no kidding. Seven hundred. It'll be over a billion dollars by the end of the weekend. Right. Hey, again, we want to remind you that you can win tickets to see Air, and it'll be yes. at an AMC theater. Yes. And you just have to call KSL Talk. And I'm, I'm not even sure how many were given away. There, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, so you'll have a chance to win those tickets. Hey, and thanks to everybody for listening to the show today. We've had a great time. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.